how to become an astronaut is actually a fascinating question. And the reason I really like this question is because there's so much interest by uh, young men predominantly, but also women, that are interested in going to space. And uh, I think NASA are, is overly rude to young men and young women, in part because their program is a expensive program where they can only afford to have a few astronauts. Some of them might be arrogant, but also some of them might be really peaceful and kind. And the peaceful and kind men and women that work at NASA might actually be interested in this. See, a lot of the young women that might think to be an astronaut someday, they might be today filming a TikTok dance video and then tomorrow learning, uh, learning math at uh, high school or university. So how do you become an astronaut is actually a really interesting question to me because I plan in the next 12 years to build my own personal fleet of spaceships to travel the solar system and the galaxy and uh, my own personal property. And um, I want to hire a bunch of spaceship pilots to take them out there to take the to literally put the spaceships to work day and night taking um and this is these are advanced spaceships they're not rockets so these are perfectly safe uh when i build them they'll be perfectly safe no one will ever die or get hurt on those and um day and night doing tours of space and i'll pay them fair pay and so they'll be astronauts but they're not going to need all of the NASA training. So I might do a whole video on the training that my, my astronauts would need uh, just for fun or podcast. I'm really interested in this right now, partly because I need a, um, a couple more months before I even start to really start thinking about building them, um, which isn't long, obviously. But I'd, right now, I'm finding that brainstorming, doing the podcast, is probably really, really useful because I don't have anyone to talk to about this. I don't have any friends that are interested in spaceship design. And I don't know anyone in the Earth that knows the math that's required or the science. And um, um, so I'll put a couple things in here about astronaut training, uh, both in the Earth Space Program, but also in uh, future space programs with the Falcon, two other civilizations. And also what I would do in here right now. So in the Earth Space Program, what they want you to do is go to as much school as you can. And the real reason, they wouldn't tell you this probably, but the real reason is if you learn all of that stuff in college and high school, then they want you to um, try out for the astronaut program probably. Because if you already know all that stuff, then it's really easy to teach you how to fly the 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 spaceship or, or the rocket or to do what you do as an astronaut. So it's a lot easier to teach you if you already know math and physics. It's just a lot easier to teach you. So then if there's a lot of students that know math and physics, then they usually just choose those with the best grades because they assume you know the best math and physics. They assume you learned it the best. And the reason I say all that is because um, <clears throat> um, learning to fly a rocket is really hard. And there's no college program that teaches you how to fly a rocket. Part of the reason is every... Um, now and then they change the rockets and then um, you, uh, you might have to learn that new change. And so they don't really make university courses. It usually takes about, I don't know, years to make a university course. Uh, so they don't really teach it at university. But if they did, what they would teach you is that if you know math and physics, and then you, if you thought about space, you're, you're, you're a lot more prepared than other people. And so then there's the, the um, astronaut training. And what they do is they eliminate people. And the only reason they do that really is because they don't have room for a lot of astronauts. If NASA had a thousand spaceships going to space, they'd have room in their program for a lot of astronauts.
and they'd um, they wouldn't eliminate so many astronauts. So there'd be a lot more chance. So what I'm planning on doing myself is making my own personal fleet of spaceships in the next 12 years. I'm hoping to have a whole bunch of them, and so um, then I would want to get astronauts. So I'll talk about myself last. Next, I want to talk about the Falralkin. In the Falralkin Society, there are men that live in the future that come that travel through space, um, and you and I contact them occasionally. We talk about space spaceships and stuff. Um, I was just talking to them about another galaxy they might enjoy going to. Actually, seriously, super fun conversation. And so they um, they learn a lot of math and that kind of stuff in their society. Math is very important. So they. The way their society works is if it's time to pilot a spaceship, you kind of just learn it and then do it. And they kind of choose you based on need. And so in the future, they might have more spaceships. But at the current time, um, I think they have 18 spaceships. And each spaceship requires four men to pilot it. So at any moment, there could be um, almost 80 of them in space. Uh, which is cool, actually, to think about. So, um, I talk to them from time to time, and so for them, they have that they have that knowledge that they learn math and other things. But also, for work, they've built their society in large part around work. They work to study small particle physics. That's what you might call it. They work to uh, build things. They work to do a lot of research. So a lot of their society is built around research. And so they don't do a lot of other work. So pretty much anyone in their society might be qualified to learn to be a pilot of a future spaceship that can travel the galaxy. So for them, it's kind of anyone, male or female. As far as I know, there's no restriction at all. They can pilot the spaceships. They probably choose males more often in part because um, of reasons that you might speculate about. But... value math and they do research. Now, another thing that's interesting in the uh, Falralkin uh, civilization with their spaceships is um, they are the only ones that can pilot them. So a big part of it is memorization. So if you ever think to become a, a space um, astronaut, then a big part of it's memorization. To use the spaceship, you memorize the controls. The Falralkin use buttons and um, for a lot of the controls. So if you memorize those controls, then you know like the sequence to turn things on and turn things off. That's really important. So memorization and also um, responsibility. We don't break the spaceships. So if you can do those things, you're kind of closer to being a, um, a spaceship person. You would learn math and physics, hopefully a little bit at least, hopefully a lot, but then you would learn um, also memorization and you would do it very well. You wouldn't make any mistakes so you, you got to have a correct memory. That's important. And then also, um, that's so you can memorize the controls. And then also there's responsibility. We don't break the spaceship. And so a lot of young men in the earth, you can't go because you might take a spaceship and never come back. If you decided just to go to another world or something for party time with your friends. So responsibility is a big, important part of spaceships. Now, knowledge is one of the most valuable things you can find anywhere in the universe. So knowledge of how to build a spaceship or how to pilot a spaceship or how to talk to someone from another world is extremely valuable. So in the Earth, they, 
the Earth has not been very successful at talking to the Falralkin, in part because the Earth doesn't know how to talk to them. I've talked to them, and um, I still talk to them, and we have an ongoing relationship, and they trust me, and I trust them. So, maybe one of the reasons why so few do space travel right now is because you haven't thought of diplomacy. If you start to think of how to talk to people and how to be peaceful, then maybe one day you might find yourself with a spaceship. Now, there's another culture that has space travel, but I don't even know if they do it anymore. And um, they live somewhat near to the Falralkin. And now this is going to be interesting to you, but the Falralkin, the second civilization, and the third one, they actually all live somewhat near each other in the galaxy. And they're the only three spacefaring civilizations in the galaxy right now that I know of. Now that's interesting because they, they might talk to each other from time to time, but they don't really talk to other worlds that much. So if you ever want to be an astronaut that wants to talk to people in other worlds, you can do something different than what, the, what they do. You can have an interest in families. When you go to other worlds, if your main interest is math, physics, um, components, particle physics, and uh, things like that, then you might talk to the Falralkin, and they might talk to you. If your main interest is spiritual things, there's another civilization that you might want to talk to. They're very spiritual, and they're a space-faring civilization. They like peace a lot, and they're very non-provoking with the Falralkin. I think the Falralkin trusts them a lot. And I think they trust the Falralkin, actually, in part. The Falralkin have weapons and stuff. But, and there's a third civilization that no one can find. And so they, they're secure in their position because no one can find them. But um, they, they do something similar. They do a lot of research. So two of these civilizations do a lot of research. And the third one does a lot of spiritual, you know, they're very spiritual, you might say. They're peaceful. And so that's future space civilization. So if you wanted to talk to uh, any of these civilizations, it's pretty similar. Now, to get into a space program, it's pretty much the same on any world. We, we learn math, and then we learn how to fly the ship. And we also learn to not make any mistakes. If we make mistakes, we might end up damaging even a very highly advanced spaceship. And... Uh, To personal responsibility. Now, for me, I'm just going to pause this. So, to become an astronaut in my space program, I'm hoping to do something that's more humanity-based. So, there's a lot of like uh, young children that I think would really enjoy a birthday party by Jupiter or Uranus or something. And a lot of uh, teenagers, they would really like to see um, see the solar system or see the galaxy, you know. And so I'd like to see like birthday parties by Neptune uh, and space trips where people can take their smartphone and take video and photo and bring it back to the Earth like an um, astronomer. And I might say, now, after the end of the trip, you can call yourself a, um, a, a 
kind of like a casual uh, interest astronomer, you know, like a hobbyist. You got a photo of the galaxy on your smartphone that you took, and you can say you're an astronaut, you've been to space. So to go on a space trip, for a space tour, it would require almost no training. Basically, I want you to wear clean clothes and like be washed, you know, don't, we, we, I don't want you to come after you just worked all day and you have sawdust and mud all over your boots because then we have to clean the spaceship all the time. I want to build them so you can bring drinks and food, but I don't want you to spill food and drink. So we'll probably bring it anyways. We might have to mop the spaceship every time. <laughs> just a funny thought. It's a hilarious thought. I'm going to have to hire someone to mop a spaceship. And then, um, you just don't touch the controls, so you just don't go to where the pilot is and touch anything. But if I build them the way I want, you'll be able to see the controls and things like that when you get on and off. You can ask a couple questions. So to go to, go to space on a space tour when I build this fleet would really just be like 10 minutes of talking to you. Like, don't touch any of the controls. Don't, um, break, don't try to break anything on purpose. A couple basic rules like that, and then you're ready to go. In fact, I want to build the spaceships for a really affordable price. So if anything does break, it's not expensive to replace it. And I want to make it a really simple design, so there's not a lot that can break. So to be an astronaut, just to go on a space tour... Going to space, I think, is all that it takes to call you an astronaut. Then it might take 10 minutes. But if you want to pilot one of my spaceships, then you probably want to learn my math, which would probably take about five minutes. Just so you have basic understanding of the controls, how the spaceship goes, and um, how to navigate through space. It might take 20 minutes if you have a lot of questions. But what I'd probably do is take you on a space tour a couple times and then I might just teach you the math back in the earth and now you know how to navigate in space and then they'll be showing you how to use the controls like I said and also the navigation system but if you're only going a short distance for birthday parties like to Neptune and back then it's only a few hour trip each day you'd get paid for it you'd be an astronaut a, astronaut, a spaceship pilot and be ready to go now, it does help a lot if you have a lot of math knowledge, but it doesn't help as much as, as you think if you have a lot of um, college math because a couple of the things that they teach in college math are incorrect. So if you just like being a spaceship captain, then I can teach you the correct math. And then that's a piece of cake, like I said, five minutes for all the math that's needed. And then in the future, if you ever wanted to pilot long distances, I'd want to give you a four-hour math presentation and I might even put on video and let you just watch the video. To teach you uh, the math that I like for um, long distance space travel, navigation, and uh, space survey. And for space survey, there might be some more for that kind of work. But for space tours, birthday parties, anniversaries, casual interest in um, space and wanting to take... Uh, picture of the Milky Way or Neptune or of the Sun up close then for that kind of stuff then um,
for those who want to go, it would just probably be like a daily cost. I'd keep it as affordable as possible so poor people can go. And so as a spaceship captain, I'm at first looking for people that are willing to pilot a spaceship a short distance and be fun on birthdays, wedding anniversaries, and to give a nice space tour where you can just memorize the name of the all the planets in the solar system and uh, the sun. Maybe go up high enough that they can get a picture of a lot of the Milky Way and some of the expanse of space. And then after that, I'm looking for people that are diplomats that can travel to other worlds and speak. See, the spaceships I want to design, I want to design them to be easy to control, so only one pilot's needed to do all of the required controls. It makes it a little bit easier only having one pilot, but also a little bit slower to get there. Some, some maneuvers do benefit from having four pilots working together. And so that would be for like um, something for the future. And um, so what I'm looking for is people that are peaceful and truthful. That can talk to other people on other worlds. So that we can do space journeys with them. And teach them about God's magnificent creation. So I'm looking for men and women that never lie. That will speak words of peace. And that probably means it's going to be, uh, I don't know. It could be you. And I'm hoping to have a full uh, space program built in the um, next 12 years. And uh, so to become a space pilot would be something that would be ongoing training. Level one, you'd go on a space tour more than once. Level two, you'd learn my math, the required math for navigation in space. In fact, one day it might be on a video hosting website. Watch it for five minutes. Level three, so level two would be space tours nearby, short distances. Level three might be diplomat to other worlds. Level four might be delivery to other worlds of um, communications technology. So we can talk to them and so they can talk to us. Then I'd be looking for men that, that want to do survey of other worlds and map the galaxy and the universe. I've already got an excellent map of the um, galaxy. But um, those are basically what I'm looking for. So to become an astronaut in my space program, it would only take a little bit of time and progressing through the levels. And for me, there's endless promotion. So I want to finish this podcast with the endless promotion sales pitch. See, in the future, if we start the space program like this, then there can be more followed by more followed by more. If I go from having one spaceship to having 10, until I have 10,000, then pretty soon we're mapping the, the universe and doing space tours all throughout, you know, five or six galaxies, day and night. And um, teaching children about the stars and the moon, the sun and the earth, different worlds. So to do that, you'd need to learn at least one other language. 
And so now you're a multi-galactic astronaut, diplomat, space tour guide, multilingual space travel space captain. And then if you have peaceful relations with them, you might be your job to bring diplomats there to speak to them about technology and the future. Things they can and can't buy from the earth. You might be there to establish trade deals for things that we might buy from them. And typically that wouldn't be resources like wood, it'd be things like technology, if they decide to uh, invent something. But I'd also be looking for event planners. See, if we're going to other worlds, we might bring a picnic table. I might want look for uh, Harriet Tubman types who want to bring the poor from the earth to another world, another place where they can settle down and start a new life. So then you're like a lifesaver. You're like someone who's, um, what I'm saying is you're making sure that the people don't die. You're not, a, you're not a savior like Jesus Christ or you're not a Messiah, you're not God, but you're making sure people don't die. You're gonna, like check on them every now and then to make sure everything's going well. And then they might be called astronauts also. And when they come back to the Earth, they might leave some of their family behind to come back in a year or two or six months. And then they might be a multi-galactic family. So there's a lot of fun to be had in, in um, space. I'm almost done telling you almost everything, if I can. I need someone who's not a racist. There are men and women in space who look exactly like us. But there are some far away who look different, and you can't hate people just because of their appearance. So if you're someone who loves family, we might go there and set up governments, teach them. Now, I'm looking for apostles of Jesus Christ kind of, kind of men, pastors and preachers that might want to go, prophets that are prophets of God that want to go, anyone that wants to go and speak God's word, mother types that want to go and teach the children math, physics, chemistry, Women and men that want to go teach children how to make things. But most importantly, who want to go and speak peace every time you go. And if you do this, we might have peace. Now that creates a lot of opportunities because then if they start communicating a thousand worlds, they might want to meet. And if they meet and talk to each other, then they might want someone to arrange the meeting, you know? So... They might choose a world near the center of the galaxy where they can all meet like a big congress of a thousand worlds. And so I might hire men and women to go there and help them establish a congress, not to make laws or to oppress the people, but to meet and to do things well. And if we talk about laws, that's another conversation. What I'm saying is there's endless opportunity and potential. The more we go, the more we can do. The more we go, the more we can do. I could even teach someone how to go how to go to other worlds and teach them how to be princes and kings, pastors, preachers, teachers. So we would go and we would give them freely knowledge and we would ask for nothing in return. So then I'd be looking for teachers. 
And then if there's ever someone who wants to be in the government, <coughs> your job would be to structure and order the kingdom of God perfectly according to God's perfect everlasting design. So again, I say, your job would be to structure and order the kingdom, every world, if you were going there to uh, try to set up government, or if it was in, in the whole galaxy, then the whole galaxy, to structure it and order it according to God's perfect everlasting design. Now, if you're in the military, one day there might be wars in those galaxies and they might ask me what to do. See, if I, if I arrange all of this, if I set it up, then my name will be the most famous name in the whole universe. And they might ask me what to do. And I might say, well, we haven't set up a lot of militaries yet because we focused on peace, but we can send people there to, to prepare you for this. We can send you the knowledge for the warriors and tell you how to make the weapons. Or if you're in the military, if you're sent in a thousand or 10,000 years by someone like me or a million years, then you might go for the purpose of peace and not conquering, not conquest. Now, I'll probably never tell anyone how to build the drive system for my ships. As soon as one man knows, a thousand might know and then a million. But what I might teach men to do is how to build a spaceship uh, design for cargo and for people. And men might build spaceships the size of cities for people to travel or to live, even temporarily on other worlds, to study there, what's what lives there, the wildlife, the plants, the animals, to meet the people, to be honest and peaceful. So then I might need men and women not only to design those things, but also who are interested in going there and advising people on how to do repairs if anything breaks. If one day somebody throws a baseball through a glass window, we need to know how to replace the window. Those kinds of things. And if we want to make them so strong that a baseball won't go through the window, then, then we would need... Uh, glass and then engineers might want to go so you might think right away we're looking for people who want to be the boss but I'm not looking for the boss God's the boss and if it's my spaceships I'm the boss and they're all going to be my spaceship I'm not selling even one ever I'm never giving one away ever but I'm looking for people that will be honest peaceful, who will talk about God, and who will eventually teach, but who will every day talk peace. So that's how to become an astronaut, according to me.